You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Sped Prep Academy podcast. This is episode 49, and I'm your host, Jennifer Yesterday was the first day with students for our district, and I can't tell you how seeing all of those kids made my heart so, so happy. As adults, we can sometimes get into a slump and begin to question our career choice because of all the extra time we spend outside of the classroom or the little pay in comparison to other fields or even the politics that sometimes come into play within education as a whole. But when we see those beautiful little faces who are so happy to be there and who are so eager to learn, it truly makes a person remember why they got into teaching in the first place. As a college professor, I ask my students to write a reflection paper on their favorite teacher, and it is so clear and so evident that we do make a difference. We have an innate ability to change the course of a child's life, even if we don't realize it at the time. So my challenge to you this school year is to forget all of the stress of the outside world and be the difference maker in your students' lives this year. Before we get to the last paraprofessional interview, I want to let you know that my course is now open. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Training Paraprofessionals, and it is an in-depth program where I walk you through the four steps of creating a powerhouse team of paraprofessionals. It starts with how to hire the best candidates for the job, then it moves to how to use the 14 sections of my parabinder to train your staff, and after that you'll learn how to support your team, and finally I will teach you how to actually be a team. This program is for you if you are a special educator or related service provider who is fed up with your role of managing paraprofessionals and you've been tiptoeing through your school days trying hard not to rock the boat or to go head-to-head with some strong personality types. This program is for you if you struggle with being an effective leader because you weren't adequately trained how to be a boss to anyone and you aren't prepared for this role. And this program is for you if you are committed to putting in the work to make this the year you finally move past the I don't know how to be a boss mentality and build the team you've always dreamed of for your staff and your department. Whether you are new to the field of special education and don't have a clue where to start, or you've been in the trenches for a while but you just want to learn how to grow and nurture the relationships you've already made, you're in the right place. And this course will give you all of the tools, inspiration, and support on your journey to becoming an amazing leader for your staff. To get immediate access to the training course, all you need to do is go to www.spedprepacademy.com slash enroll. I can tell you that I would never try to run a special education department without the knowledge found in this program. So again, it's www.spedprepacademy.com slash enroll. Today's episode is part four of the final part of the paraprofessional interview series that I've created to go along with the launch of my course. If you haven't listened to all of the episodes, go back to episode 46 and begin getting caught up. Each week in August, I interviewed a different paraprofessional and we chatted about their experiences in the classroom from what they need from their teachers to what training they desire to what support they crave. Today's guest is the quiet powerhouse, Annalie. Annalie works as a paraprofessional within my department and is such a joy to get to supervise. There is no limit to what this girl can achieve once she sets her mind to it. She is passionate, creative, and funny, and we don't know how we could ever replace her once she becomes a teacher herself. Annalie also works for me part-time as a virtual assistant, and her organization and work ethic are stellar. Let's welcome Annalie to the show. Well, hey, Annalie. Welcome to the show. Hello. Well, today is the last part of a four-part series that I'm doing where we're interviewing 
the paraprofessionals. And I guess I saved you for last because you have an additional connection to me. You are a paraprofessional in my department with Mindy and me, and you are one of seven paraprofessionals, but you are also my virtual assistant. And so you help me with my business um, piece of the puzzle. And so you know all about the things that go on within my business and the courses I sell and the products I sell. So you have a little bit more insight into my world than other people. So before we get started, can you just tell a little bit about yourself? Uh, my name's Annalie Chacon. I have I live in Liberal, Kansas. I've been here my whole life, 21 years. I'm right now, well, I work at MacArthur Elementary and I'm going to college to be a teacher. I want to get into the education field myself. It's always a bittersweet thing when my paras, you know, decide to move on to go be a teacher themselves because you're always the best of the best. And so it's hard for me to let you go, but it's also so heartwarming that I know that you're going to be an excellent teacher. And so I never want to hold any of you guys back from reaching that dream yourself. So have you always just worked in elementary? No, not always. Um, uh, Before I started working at elementary school, I was working as a dental assistant, which wasn't my thing. I figured that out really quickly. I'm what before being with kids, I've always known that my whole life. Since I was little, I've always wanted to become a teacher. And all of my family has told me that I'm just so good with little kids and I have so much patience. So that's just the reason why I started working at elementary school. And so what made you want to be a paraprofessional? What made you want to work within the field of special education? My decision to become a paraprofessional came because I was going kind of back and forth on what I wanted to go to college for. I wasn't too sure because I didn't know I wanted to become a teacher, but there was just always that little doubt in my mind. So I finally decided after I quit being a dental assistant, I was like, you know what, I'm going to apply at the school, see if I can get a a paraprofessional job. So I did that and I just kind of wanted to have some more reassurance that I wanted to become a teacher and this is what is destined for me in my life. And I figured that out pretty quick. My decision to become in SPED was at my interview, actually, I got some options of what I wanted to do. And I wasn't sure what anything was because I didn't know what the school was. And um, the assistant principal was like, you know what, I think you're going to be really good in SPED. So I'm just going to put you in SPED. And so for the first week, I didn't even know what SPED was. I didn't know the that it was special education <laughs> until my first day of work. Then I knew that it was special education and I was going to be working with special ed kids and with that they're going to have like autism and like learning disabilities and all that stuff. But I, I really like my job so far. We really like having you with us. So Mindy and I are the only two leaders that you've ever, ever worked for. Is that correct? Yes. That's correct. So what do you feel makes a good leader? Just seeing the, like you and Mindy, it's just you guys both have um, different, like strong suits, I guess. And you guys just combine them and become one. And you guys are super patient with us and you know how to be, how to come to us when we're not doing something right. You guys don't um, just assume that we know what we're doing. You guys always um, just give us tips on what to do differently next time and stuff. So you're saying that you know, every leader probably has their own strengths and weaknesses, but when you, you combine those with another teacher, then you are able to have a stronger department? Yeah, just the way that I see how you guys work with each other, since you guys have worked together for so long, you guys just kind of know what each other's strong with, and you just c- combine those and become one. 
And it doesn't even feel like you guys are like a boss or anything. It feels more friendly than that. So if there was just one of us, because in most special education departments, there's only one teacher. And so if, if there was only one, what would you say, what qualities would you want them to have? Patience, lots of patience, just because, I mean, some of us start and we don't even know what we're going into. Knowing how to come to us for anything, I guess. I don't know how that's a quality, but just... Um, like communication? Yes, communication. I think patience and communication is two big things. And so what would you, if you were in my place, if you were the leader, what would you want to see in a paraprofessional? What do you think the good qualities of a paraprofessional would be? Again, patience. I just learned in SPED, it's a lot, a lot of patience and knowing how to handle a lot of situations because we deal with anything and our days are just full of surprises. So patience, um, knowing the difference between like how being the teacher, but also like having a connection with the kids and not going past that because you have to build relationships in order for kids to be comfortable enough with you. So when I when I say to you guys, be friendly with the students, but not be friends with the students, is that kind of what you're talking about? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Developing that relationship and letting them letting the kids know that they can depend on you, but not, you know, being all up in their business and and, Mm -hmm. and interacting with them in an inappropriate way. Yeah, because I mean, I there I get lots of kids coming up to me, like wanting to just have conversations with me. But I guess just knowing where to cut them off and say, hey, like you need to get back to work. And um, it's OK, like if for them to come to you if they have a problem, but just know where to take it to. Because sometimes you um, I think when I started, I did get maybe like too involved, but I knew certain like uh, to a point I was like, you know, what, I need to cut that off and say, hey, you guys need to get back to work and start getting your stuff done. I think kids are going to play that as much as they can. They're going to try to stay off task and get you to engage in conversation with them just so they don't have to do their work. So that's, that's great that you picked that up, that you understood that you had to, you know, have a stopping point in there somewhere. Yes. Cause I mean, the older kids know as soon as you start a conversation, you can get them going, but then you just have to kind of catch yourself and stop. So what do you need from your teacher or your supervisor that you don't feel that you necessarily have? And it's not something that's going to offend me or, you know, make me feel bad, but what is it that I could provide to you or Mindy could provide to you, or even maybe a general education teacher that you don't feel that you necessarily have right now? Well, not so much you guys, because I feel like you guys do, um, you guys come to us and tell us like if we're doing something wrong. So I feel like nothing from you guys, but I know there's a lot of like, general education teachers that we go into their rooms and they just don't see us as like also maybe like a teacher like you they just kind of put us off to the side sometimes and don't include us in things but that's not a lot of them have been so welcoming and they accept me like almost as a teacher and they know like I have a place in their classroom too but there's some that just kind of put you off to the side and don't validate what you have to say. So where could I help out? Could I have a conversation with those teachers, you know, to make sure that that you are you know, included in the classroom and that you are feeling that you're in, in a part of it? Like you have a, a reason to be in there and you have skills and qualities that could definitely help those kids. And so is that something that I could do for you? Yeah, because I mean, sometimes they do need to hear that or sometimes they don't even realize that they're doing it. Maybe they need to hear it from somebody else. I haven't had too many, but I know there's a there's a few teachers where they just kind of don't validate what you have to say to the kids and they just put you off. 
But I mean, a conversation would be, I think, ideal, not so much like complaining about them. Okay. And so I, since you do work for me and you know about my business, um, I want to have a little bit of a conversation about the Para Handbook. The course that I have that goes along with the Para Handbook is open right now for enrollment. And you, you know, help me with that, that aspect. And so just tell me your feelings about the handbook. How has it been beneficial for you? And how has it supported you as a paraprofessional? The pair handbook we use, I um, honestly, I think it's really beneficial just because when we have questions about things, um, I actually refer back to the handbook. Like whenever I need to look at my schedule again, or I know that there's like numbers in there that we can use. There's the, um, the different types. What were they called? The categories that where students are classified as far as their IEPs. Yes, the the classification of the kids. Like we I can go back and see what the kids are. And I just know it's like kind of it's a reassurance of that we can have it and we can go back to look at things that we need to know from the kids. And what about setting up those expectations um at the beginning of the year? I know that we always go over that part in the handbook. Oh yeah, it's just I mean I've worked with you guys for three years already, so it's um having a refresher of everything that we need to be doing throughout the year. And I mean, if we forget the expectations, we always, I I mean, I always go back to see what we're expected to do and what the kid needs it's themselves. Well, that's, it's just something that I feel very strongly about that every special education teacher should have some type of handbook that they're using with their staff. As a teacher myself, we're given handbooks, you know, from our administration and from our district and for special education we always have a handbook of some kind that we can refer back to. And I think by not giving you guys that, I think um, teachers do a disservice to you. And I did, I did this job for 20 years and I didn't have anything like this. And so I just feel you know, very strongly that it's very beneficial to you guys. I mean, and also the handbook just, I mean, it helps me stay way more organized in my job and I love being organized. So I just have like all my, all my important papers in there. We can always just go back and just look at them. Well, Annalie, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to meet with me and talk a little bit. I'm just so appreciative of you. And, you know, I'm so lucky to have you working in my department. And I can't wait to see what your future brings as far as being a teacher yourself. Well, I hope to be coming to be coming back to Liberal and teach. So hopefully that's in my plans in my life soon enough. And thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Thank you for sticking with me until the end. I can tell just by listening to this show that you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am, and you want to grow into an amazing educator. And I'm here for it. I'm here for you, and I'm so thrilled to be able to share all of my wisdom of being a veteran SPED teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. If you are enjoying the show and want to share it with your friends, go ahead and screenshot an image of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the show and leave a review. They give an instant boost to my ego and help others find the show as well. And I'd love it if you'd join us in the private SPED Prep Academy Facebook community. We are just getting started, but it's a safe space where special educators and related service providers can talk shop. If you liked what you heard today and realized you found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day, and I'll catch you on the next episode.